Celtics Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if Josh Naylor has the biggest dong you've ever seen in your entire life, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. going on man how you doing today <laughs> i'm doing good i was not expecting Am that. I, is it wrong that was really good <laughs> no it's right i mean he's got that foot long like yeah. you go to subway right and uh you get the josh Naylor special at lunch toasted of course that had implications i didn't really mean for but <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving moving along <laughs> i'm good uh a little tired, just because you know, eight eight week old baby. Can't believe ever it's eight weeks old. But if you uh, guys are a little better, if you guys are playing the two one six baseball drinking game, Alex said he's doing good and brought up Everett and saying he was tired. So that's three drinks right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now everybody get ready to have a drink when Paul says, "Not shit, man." And uh, <laughs> yeah, just working. You know, yeah. just doing whatever. So everybody, I haven't worked that much ready. this week. I only worked but, two days this week. True lazy yeah, piece of shit. But I'm glad our schedules, like the game time we knew was 210, and we planned basically all week because we kind of talk about it a week ahead of time. Like, when are we going to record? And uh, so it's exciting to be able to do it right after because you know Papa gets a little antsy yeah. in his pantsy when, you know, trying to figure out when we're going to record. He stresses and himself it's the out. So, like, we don't. Dude, I get <laughs> so stressed out. I, I, like, I'm a perfectionist and. I get so wrapped up in stuff, and when I do that, it's hard to, like, I'm like a dog, like, just bit into something. It's really hard for me not to, like, not that you don't care. That It's just, like, I'm, like, obsessive. I Yeah. It's, it, it's a problem. And so, me, I'm just, I, like, go with the flow, man. Who gives a shit? True. Oh, but anyway, how are you doing, man? You got you got some new lighting, it looks like. Yeah, I know. I, I, bought a, I bought a ring light, so now I'm a real, a Can real cam girl. I know. Shh. Catch my OnlyFans, uh, OnlyFans.com slash two one six Paul two one six base balls. <laughs> Alex doesn't know it, but I have some pictures from him from when I went to visit him last summer. So we'll we'll get some of those up there too. I don't know where you got those from or what they would be, but okay. <laughs> I can't um, tell if you're serious or not. That's no, I'm I'm one hundred percent joking. Or well, am I? well, with you, I didn't know if I like. <laughs> uh, I didn't go no, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm just, uh, you know, out here L I V I N. Went and took a Hell decent. Yeah. It's been rainy and shitty uh, the past like week, and then today it was super nice. So went and took the bike out for a little bit, of spin, um, listened to Hot the game energy. while I was riding, and then yeah, a whole lot of whole lot of nothing. Went and played some cards last night with some friends. You said Magic the Gathering and some like and some poker, poker yeah. Okay. Let my let my nerd come out a little bit. Love that for you. I'm a I'm a man of many hats. You are sports and nerdy and all that. We both are. Yeah. Um, I love the shirt. 
And that's not just saying it. So like, oh yeah, the merch. Uh, yeah, the merch, which is in the link of the episode description. Make sure you go check it out. People are buying them. People are buzzing. Yeah. Whoops. I, I heard it's you. the best shirt that anyone's ever worn since circa 2006. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like reaching in my brain, like circa 2006, like an element t-shirt, you know, with like the little logo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's just what someone like told me. Like early t-shirt or those Amber Crombie, you know, the Hollister. But <laughs> 2006. No, they look great. I was in sixth grade. I was rocking DC stuff in sixth grade. Yeah. Sorry, said I was a skater boy. <laughs> said, see you later, boy. Oh, no, I turned. I forgot to turn my AC unit off. That's Entertain right, the people. We're going to talk about the shirt because it looks amazing. And uh, we hadn't ordered samples or anything. It's just on demand. And so when Paul got his, I was like, how does it look? How does it look? I was so giddy. He's like, it's fucking gas, which is his <laughs> new his new uh, catchphrase. But, no, it looks awesome. My brother got his. Uh, he got it in a tank top. Uh, shout out to Nick. And it looked awesome. So the design looks exactly how we wanted. You said the quality of the shirt is awesome too. Like no concern sizing yep. is true to size. Like you knew we were going to hook you guys up. We picked a specific supplier um, and, and site to do it. And hey, if you're listening to it and you have merch coming, like you have to put a selfie up like I, on the internet. We're not going to ask that. But no face or something like you got to post it for us. Like, like I said, on, when, when we put out the merch, I want to see mad pictures of you and your friends at progressive field rocking our merch yeah and when not, when everyone comes like up and be like wow that shirt's dope where'd you get it because everyone's going to obviously like oh you gotta check out 216 baseball a they run a dope podcast and mm-hmm, b mm-hmm. dope merch yep dope merch merch is fire and we're we're in the lab cooking up i was cooking up some heat the other day even you were like Ooh. yeah i was i've gotten was some good around. i've gotten some good uh ideas from from a couple friends at work and, and from from my brain, which is scary because usually it doesn't fire on all cylinders, but <laughs> there's a leak in cylinder three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they look great. Thanks to everyone that's purchased them um and, and supported us. We love you as always. Can't believe where we're at, you know, with, with the podcast and just interacting with people in, in merch. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? People are buying merch, but we got some more designs coming out. Um, and you know, when we can get to it, like I said, part time, we got jobs and stuff, but uh, but yeah, we're we're excited to to keep giving you some different options. And on that, I wanted to draw attention to uh, a survey. So, this is something that Paul and I have kind of wanted for a couple months now, thinking about the show has grown exponentially. Um, tweeted out about it and said you know we used to have 15 listeners now we have a few hundred and so the show's different and we've put a lot of time and a lot of thought into it but feedback's going to be most important we want to make sure we're putting things out that you guys want to hear and um so the while link still to that staying survey, true to what we want to do yeah exactly we'll stay in you know to what we bring and uh i the link to it is a survey monkey it's just seven questions I think I had said on Twitter, like, hey, it's less than five minutes. The average response time, I think it's been literally a minute and a half. It's seven questions. Five of them are multiple choice. Two of them are, you know, type a sentence, type two, you know, short something. answer. Yeah, going short back answer. To, go, God, it hasn't been, it's been forever since I've had to deal with short answer questions. Exactly. So it's nothing that's like, oh, take 15 minutes. I mean, literally, it's like a minute and a half, maybe two, three minutes. And it it's to get feedback, right? Yeah. And, and hear, hear what you guys think. It's important to us. Um, 
And one of those things that's come across, and thank you to everybody that's already filled it out. Again, it's in the episode uh, description, so you can't miss it, and we appreciate it, is, you know, the show's come pretty long. And, you know, the series recaps have gotten, you know, pretty long as well. A um, lot of great feedback, but and that's something we've kind of been aware of and, and tried to figure out what we wanted to do with it and make it a little more organic and stuff. So this episode's going to kind of feature that. We yeah. all and I spent quite a bit and of time today discussing There might it be and- more tweaks that we have to make. So, uh, yeah, just stick with us over the next couple episodes while we tweak this out and and get it get it exactly where we want it while also answering your guys's feedback that way we can find that happy medium fulfilling what we want to do and the information we want to put out and the information you guys want to hear yeah i think the biggest thing is just taking a step back a little bit i'm a perfectionist trying to provide all these stats when it's like the people that listen to this we were talking about follow the team they they know what's going on they know how to like pull stats and so trying to take a step back and make it more commentary you know versus you know if you didn't watch any of the games, being able to listen and learn everything about the week, nobody does that. Right. So we're excited and uh, making some tweaks and think we'll see some differences there. And uh, again, uh, survey link in the episode description. And we appreciate and love all you guys. So with that, unless you had anything else, Paul, sorry, I just got to, yeah, we love you unless you don't like Austin hedges, then it's on site. (laughs) Yeah. So I have to, I have to get one of them in every episode to get, to make Quincy happy. Yeah. I know he's he was letting everybody know about that <laughs> help. Thank you to Quincy for helping us promote, you know, with his following as well to to get, you know, some survey responses and said, but don't say anything about hedges, though, because Paul will fight you. I will. And that's true. I'm, I'm look, I'm not scared of any of you. True. <laughs> Even if he was, he wouldn't care. Like not fired on all cylinders. No, nope. uh, here, here's the thing. If I'm scared. It's going to be even worse day for you because then the adrenaline kicks in and then then I fight dirty. So <laughs> next thing you know, I'm grabbing your your leather. Pouch I'm going to speed bag your balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the hot topic was something that I uh, that I brought up to you this morning. I was nothing really happened in MLB. Nothing controversial. We've talked about, you know unwritten rules and you know no, no guests this week so i wanted to take a step back i was uh you know shower thoughts is one of my favorite subreddits because it's true like it's one of the best shit. subreddits yeah you just think about weird shit in the shower and this morning i was showering it was early and somehow ahmed rosario got on that's also going to be uh on onlyfans dot com slash two one six baseballs. No, that is your <laughs> OnlyFans, not mine. I do not have oh, one. I mean and the I, brand is both of us, so No, well that's that's a solo <laughs> venture for you, okay? That's that's Paul spinning off to Paul, you know, Paul two one six baseball LLC. So I was just kind of thinking about like, all right, you know, Ahmed please I don't know how it, it doesn't matter how I got there. But I wanted to talk about that's what kind of un, unwind the thought process. <laughs> of the log jam that Ahmed creates for this team. And this isn't to hate on him. It you know, we've we've done that whatever we're over it. But when you really kind of reverse engineer something and think through it, it really I was like, damn, he is really holding, you know, some stuff up. Like we talk about it, but let's let's play it out. So, when Ahmed plays it short, we put Andres Jimenez at second, and he plays you have amazing. To ha- you have to have Andres Jimenez somewhere in your defense. The yeah, guy plays he, Gold Glove, debatably Platinum Club defense. Yeah, he should be at short, 
but you push him to second. So that's just one thing right there. You got to keep Andres Jimenez in the lineup every day. So then you push, you know, and theoretically Owen Miller to first base, who is not a very good first baseman, is not a first baseman by trade thus far, and he'll learn it, right? But it, it hasn't been great. But then what that also does is that pushes Naylor to right field. Naylor, I'm on record, is not a right fielder. He should not play right field. It's ex- almost as ex- bad as Especially after that injury last year where he's he's not as – when something like that happens, you're not going to be as mobile or as – he wasn't mobile to begin with, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it's going to take a toll, you know what I mean? Like he broke his whole fucking leg. Yeah. You're not going to be able to run as well. He's got screws and shit in there now. Like You're not going to be able to run as well as you were able to. So yeah. it, it – Naylor, just, if Naylor is on defense, he has to play first base. God just did not make him to be, you know, a right field. No, he it's, just, it, you know what it is? It's that third leg keeps dragging on the ground, slowing him down. Yeah, I know. And all the groundskeepers are pissed off because it's like, why are you leaving lines in the grass, bro? He's yeah. Like, Sorry. Whoops. I got lines so, in the grass and up in the stands. We got snail trails. because so all these ladies are looking at me. God. So <laughs> that right there pushes what? Three. Uh, how many people? Two people out of. Three people out of position right there. You're now literally moving Andres, who should play short every day of the fucking week, every game, right, that he's playing. You move him to second at, you know, out of a very premium defensive position. You move Owen Miller, who's a natural second baseman, to first base. And then you move Naylor, who's a better first baseman and should not play right field, to right field. Okay, that's just one part of the equation. Then we have Quan in left, Miles Straw in center. Easy. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. But that right there just disrupted how many? One, two, what I say? Three players? Three, right? Yeah. Andres, Owen, and Josh. So that's three that we're now shifting people to like secondary positions like in a video game, right? Which is never going to go well. And then we think about the talent pool, okay? Quan can play right field. He's shown that he can. He's adequate, even though he's more of a left fielder. But when he plays right field, we can get Richie Palacios in left, who... His OPS hasn't been crazy, but the dude hits, and he's a pretty good eight and nine hole hitter. We've, yeah. we've seen it. I mean, he can too- he can slap the ball around wherever wherever he wants to on the field. He's shown it. He can pull it, take it oppo. He can. So so teams are gonna have to play him straight up, and he, he can get on base. Yeah, and he steals bags. He stole his first bag mm-hmm. today. Spoiler, and, but I mean, he gives you quality at bat. So like the OPS isn't there yet, but he's a kid. He can find some more power. The dude hits right. So I want to acknowledge that. It's not and like he, he rocks the glasses. OPS. Yeah, the no one glasses. does that I'm anymore. Like, no one know, does like, you're that. So, you're so cute. Yeah, kid. I just want to pinch his little cheeks. So with Ahmed at short there, now you can't play Palacios. Okay, he has to be on the bench basically because you're not going to bench Quan. And when Naylor is, you know, not on the COVID IL and all that shit, and Framiel should never play right field. You know what I mean? You're creating a log jam, and and not even a log jam. You're literally putting like three people out of position. Yep. And then all this started. If you want to know what thread I pulled at this morning that like unraveled all this, is Oscar Gonzalez. Okay, we're going to talk about him. Right now, I'm going to skip ahead to the very bottom of our Guardians notes so that, you know, we'll we'll knock out something here. Oscar Gonzalez is a prospect. He's been at AAA, and he's an outfielder. I want to say he does not play very good defense. It's like average, slightly below average. But this dude mashes. Like, yeah. this dude can is a bomber. And that's what this lineup needs. You you can play small ball, but you can only have so many guys that hit singles every time or, you know, Miles Straw, Stephen Kwan, who who gets some doubles. But you know what I mean? You you need Straw some thump. almost got one out today. Did you see that? I didn't see it. Oof. But you need some thump in there. And that's the one thing that we've lived without, but it'd be nice to have. So 
Oscar Gonzalez right now, Guardians Perspective tweeted out, I think Saturday night, and said uh, over his last 153 games, okay, back to the start of the 2021 season, he's had 184 hits, 31 doubles, 40 home runs, 113 RBIs, only 27 walks. That's his, we'll talk about it. That's his big thing. He does not walk. He's hitting 298 with a 332 OBP, which is still slightly above average, solid, okay? A 552 slugging. Yeah. Okay? An 884 OPS, which is elite. I mean, it's minors, but that's borderline elite. And a 132 WRC+. plus. So, you know, adjusted for ballpark. The dude is mashing the yeah. ball. Jesus okay? Christ. He's mashing. And you can't put him anywhere because not only do we displace, again, Jimenez out of place, Owen out of place, Naylor out of place, you stuff Palacios, and by the way, you can't find anywhere for Oscar Gonzalez. Like, y- when Ahmed plays, it's like, okay, we're letting Richie play, you know, in left probably, and then we let Quan go in right. Or, again, when Naylor's back, he should be in right, so now Quan has to play in left, so you can't let Palacios or Oscar Gonzalez play. He lo- he jams the whole fucking lineup up. The now, whole. L- like- let me ask you something, right, to kind of... Maybe alleviate some of this for right now. Okay. It's not going to fix everything, but I'm sure we'll get into it. I just looked it up through 116 plate appearances this year. Okay. Fran Mel Reyes has struck out 51 times. Yeah, I know, man. Jeez. Now, he, he played better up last plate. week a little bit, right? Yeah, and he was average this week. Yeah. He's. he's 51 strikeouts. Yeah. I know. When is maybe we get Owen Miller some reps at DH and then because Owen Miller is he can hit. He's shown it. You know what I mean? Like his slugging is out of his slugging has been out of this world. Yeah, he has. It's cooled off a little bit lately, but I mean, the dude, yeah, there's, yeah, you know what I mean? The dude is the real deal. So maybe we get him reps at DH and then that can, you can put Jimenez at second and, and look, I'm on record saying, I don't think Ahmed's a part of this future. I don't want, um, it's not that I don't want Ahmed on this team because the dude is a, he, he can play baseball. He hustles any time he puts the ball into play whether it's a routine ground ball or a little dribbler or anything, there's a chance he's going to beat it out because he just hustles. And he's yeah, fast. Yeah, look at his sprint speed. I think he's like number six or seventh fastest person from like home to first. Yeah. All of them. It's crazy. And and that uh, that's good to have on your team, but we have so much young talent in that middle infield. And his defense is dog shit compared to who we have coming up. Just a Jimenez, Just, man. Yeah, like, the, the, diff, the night and day difference between Ahmed Rosario and Jimenez. Like, it's one of those things where like, oh, well, yeah, it's not awful defense until you see someone who's really good at playing defense. And you're like, and holy you're like, oh, shit. Sh- yeah, you're like, oh, shit, that ball yeah. definitely does Some of the plays Jimenez makes, I'm li- I, I don't know what to say. Like, watching the game, I'm like... He did it again. Like at, at one point, is he not going to make one of these plays? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. He's he's a, he's a monster. So and, and and Ahmed is so as much as I don't think Ahmed's going to be a part of our future. 
for right now, he's a part of our baseball team, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to bench him. I don't think that they're going to, like, as much as I think maybe they should, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, just play him as a platoon against left-handed pitching. That's his but, thing. You know what I mean? Like, but you can't even play him in left field. The dude can't yeah. even catch routine. That's that's another source of frustration is like he's open to playing there. We let him play one more game there. and We'll talk about it, right? He dropped a pop fly that you and I catch 100 out of 100. You can't even fucking hide him out in left field for a fly ball. No lights in his eyes, anything. And so it's like, okay, it's just. It's I like, will say on top of that, like with just going back to the type of guy he is, as soon as that happened, watching like watching the game and hearing everyone talk about it, he immediately was going to like Miles Straw or Stephen Kwan, like, hey, what did I do wrong? And they're like, and like was immediately like, okay, yes, I fucked up. I'm not going to yeah. try to hide away from it. How can I fix this? Which is a testament to the type of person he is and the type of ball player he is. And I love that. But still... You can't have someone play out of position for the rest of their contract. You know what I mean? And he, I like him as a person. He plays hard. I'm on record. He is so fast. He creates issues because he's so fast and runs at 100% speed every time. But like this week, we'll talk about he played really well. Okay. And, you know, he, he was like eight for 15 or something at one point. But it's like he slaps seven singles and a triple, which the triple is cool because he's so fast. Don't get, I don't want to discredit that. And you're still batting like a 550 average, but like, and singles are cool. I'm not going to, I'm not like home run only, but okay. You know what I mean? Like your hottest thing is hitting seven singles. And again, that's good. So I'm not trying to be an ass, but it's like you are replaceable. That's all I mean is like you yeah. are. And especially for someone that they moved down to like the five hole. Yeah, which why the fuck is he batting in the five hole? He doesn't have a single home run or any like he's not getting very many extra where, base Where would hits. we put him? I I don't hate him in a nine. Like do a do an old school or like a new whatever you want to call it, like a two leadoff hitter kind of thing. A high at like when he's right, he's gonna get on base yeah. and he can steal. And then you have Miles Straw can move him over, get a bag. You can go first to home on a double. He's so like what the fuck are you doing? It's just it's. It's like a pill that you know maybe you kind of need or like it's okay. Like it's okay. It's something that like you're okay with doing in a vacuum. But if someone tells you to do it, you're like, fuck you. I don't want that. And that's like what it is with Ahmed. Like we have no choice. We, he can't do anything else. Yeah. So like, all right, if he's on this team, he has to play short, which means three people have to play out of position, which means Palacios has to be on the bench and we can't really find room for Oscar Gonzalez. And all the people that say, all the people that are like, well, he never walks and all that. Paul, ask me how much I care. How um, much do you care? I don't give a fuck. I literally don't care. You know why? He's still got a 332 OBP. That's slightly above average. And the dude, when he hits the ball, 552 slugging, I'll live with it. I would like yeah. a little better defense, but you can hide him in right field. It's fine. You have Miles Straw over there patrolling like a, you know, a police officer, right? Just the dude's got more range and speed than we know what to do with the dude hit 40 home runs in his last 153 games which by the way is the fourth most in all of minor league baseball during that time frame yeah yeah he doesn't walk a lot it but guess what we have people that are pesky you have straw you have Quan. yeah you have you you know jose you, owen miller's been putting up you have people that are pesky sometimes you know what you need not people that are pesky People that just hit the fucking ball, like, and it put it in the seats. That's what we need. Like, 
you if if I just we have to expedite trading Ahmed, and I know we need the trade value, and so I want him to play well. And I wouldn't hate if we found a solution if somebody has an injury, God forbid, on their team, something that like we ship him out sooner than later if he can keep playing well enough to be attractive. If he's on this team past the deadline, this team is not serious, period. Yeah. And it is not against him as a person. I've said it and I'll say it again. He plays hard and I appreciate it. I do like him. But you are so in the way, you don't even realize how you how much you're in the way until you start unwinding all the puzzle pieces. This is from one player. This yeah. isn't Jose Ramirez where you're like, you put up with it because you're a fucking MVP candidate. It's fucking Ahmed Rosario is ruining. Like he literally, our whole team is stacked and positioned because of fucking Ahmed Rosario's 715 OPS that he's going to put up at the end of the year. Are you kidding me? Like what? Let's stop kidding ourselves. Like, yeah. I'm so it's, it's, mad. it's, it, I think they've shown that they're willing to let shout out to the merch cheap plug let the kids play right. Whoops, sorry about that. No merch um, flex, but uh, I I really do think that they they are wanting to try these kids out, and they're being counterproductive with having Ahmed Rosario play shortstop because, like we said, they're he's just plugging up so many holes, and it, it's, it's not to pat myself on the bat. But back, excuse me, because I didn't think it all the way through either. I was just like, why is, you know, I just keep thinking, why does he, why does he block Jimenez, right? Did you realize how many things that messes up until just now? Like when I drew it no, out, did you No, I realize? will say that like, I've known that he's not it for a long time. I just mean, isn't it crazy when you start yeah. pulling at the thread, how much it's like, oh my God, you're right. You have to shift. I, I mean, we, I've talked about, we've, I've brought it up. I don't follow minor league our our farm system as much as I should, so I don't I don't pay attention. To I don't either. Like Oscar Gonzalez or, or any of that stuff. And there's better people than me at it on Twitter. Shout out Guardians perspective, Guardians um, Baseball Insider, Justin yeah. Mata and Willie Hood. They're experts. Like literal, this is all they do. Yep. They, they're experts. In it. And and so I I don't pretend to to be that great at it. I just like watching baseball. Um. But I just knew, even last, like beginning to middle of last year, I knew Ahmed wasn't it. Like, yeah, and not and short. I, it's hey, we're on record. Eventually, we have to move on. Yeah, it's just like when I realized that, I got myself all worked up again because in my head, it was just okay. Jimenez shouldn't is should play it short. But then when you really start thinking, you're like, no, dude, you mess up this entire team's construction, yeah. like. Half the almost, you know, a third or half the lineup is, you know, on you. And and he should just come off the bench for it. But then his trade value isn't up. But it's like, dude, if we get Andres Jimenez out of this, we we're doing fine with that trade. We kind of got. I mean, what what do you want to what? What would you want to get from? Decent reliever, decent reliever. Wait, for him? Like a decent yeah. reliever? I'd rather him be off the team sooner than later. I don't need a lot of value. You're not going to get a lot of value. Other teams know this. We don't. Like, I, send like, him to honestly? The, send him to the Angels. Our lineup right now? Kind of fucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the beginning of the season, you heard us talk about, like, we need we need corner outfielders at slap. Steven Kwan's an on-base percentage fucking freaking nature. Palacios yep. can slap the ball around. Oscar Gonzalez comes up. He can hit the cover off a ball. You know what I mean? It, 
all the questions that we had kind of gotten. It's crazy because all the no questions one. that we had kind of gotten like squashed. And the one thing we were the most confident in our, our pitching staff is like, yeah. fuck's going on hey, here, dog? Hey, shh, 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 shh. We don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, can I also point out that Nolan Jones will eventually maybe play right field or get reps at first at, I almost said <laughs> get reps at, you know, right field. Uh, Tyler Freeman is picking right back up where we thought he would be. Yeah. So that's another middle infielder. He's probably a second baseman. Like we, and some of these guys are going to have to get traded for stuff. I don't know Look, what it I, is. Here's, but. here's, I like Owen Miller. I hope he keeps balling out. Trade bait. I'm not. Okay. So we're going to go there. I have whispered that, and please, everybody, don't hate the show. I have whispered that to Quincy. I won't air his opinion on it because, I, you know, so things don't come down on him. I'll let him tell you. But I have whispered that to Quincy in DMs before that I love him. I think he's the real deal. I think he's great. Trade bait. I'm not going to have We have middle infielders out the ass coming up. And it's hard when that he's can play second base. Guess what? Just makes his trade stock go up even more, baby. Yeah, like we we just have a log. It's just hard, but he's also part of a trade. He's not even homegrown, so we're not attached to him. And and it's blasphemous. I, to be clear, I don't want to trade Owen, but there's a world where he gets traded to help make this team better and a different. I don't think we're trading him this year or or next year. We have him under control for too long. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's one of those people that you can kind of see it because. There are going to be people who play a better, a much better second base once Jimenez gets every day at short. Like, are you really not going to let um, Arias or Freeman play second base over yeah. Owen? Now, and again, I love or Owens. Maybe I don't Fran Mill doesn't figure it out, and Owen Miller becomes our DH until Joanski Noel comes up here and yeah, that's looks a like a grown ass man. But let's be honest, Fran Mill also has the forty home run power. He's almost done it. We need to wish for him to keep figuring it out. Fifty-one strikeouts and hundred and sixteen at bats. I know it's abhorrent. It like it's the fifty-one strikeouts. I know, I know, I know. It's real bad. He's been taking more walks lately, striking out less, seeing the ball a lot better. But that that slump was historical. 50, I mean, it's like one of the it's not even the. Sl- did you watch the game today? I didn't get the chance. Holy to watch sh- a lot of his Alex, game. his at bats were so bad. The yeah. dude literally cannot cannot see an off-speed pitch without falling to his knee swinging at it. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got to keep locking it in. But at what point again, do I we want, say I enough's want, enough? Yeah. I want that now's not the point. Or now's not that time at all. He had a clutch RBI single yesterday. Uh again, he's putting up almost an 800 OPS in the last week, which he needs That's to be a doing week of baseball. That's five no, games. No, I know. The last two weeks, but I'm saying on top of then last week's episode, he had like a one five OPS. So like he is playing better. He's not all the way struck there out and three times today. I think it was two, but it's still not acceptable. I'm with you. I get it. But before we move on real fast, Owen Miller, I want to make this very clear. I do not want to trade him. He is a very good player. He is mashing the ball. I want him on the team. However, there is a world where like he would be incredible trade bait. And I don't want to say he's replaceable, but like there's he's talent at yeah, he's kind of replaceable. I'm not gonna lie. I think he'll come a little bit more down to earth, but like he's still mashing and I love him. So anyway. Thanks a lot, Ahmed. Um what is exciting is this this week, 
back at Progressive Field after a road trip, which means everybody can buy tickets. And we want to put butts in seats, obviously, at Progressive Field, and we need to. And shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode. We want to make that easy for you guys, right? Yeah. You got like, Dollar Dog Night coming up. Oh, whoops. Yeah. So you want to save money so you can eat an abhorrent amount of hot dogs. While repping your 216 baseball merch. Yeah, like, come on. And we're going to make that easy for you. You're going to use two one code 216BASEBALLPOD on SeatGeek. You're going to download the app. Paul, you informed me it's the number one mobile ticketing app on any platform. Yep, on so you can download it on iOS, Google Play, or Android. Um, and they they make it super easy. They have a zero through ten scoring system on, on uh, like whether you know it's a good ticket or bad ticket. If it's uh, or they have a color coding where if it's like dark green, you're like, wow, this ticket's fire. Let me cap this because it would be fiscally irresponsible. If I don't, <laughs> yeah. Or if it's dark ready, like fuck that ticket. That ticket can go to hell. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so when our viewers uh, use our code two one six baseball at checkout, you get twenty dollars off baseball pod two one six baseball pod. The number's two one six baseball pod. Um, yeah, they go. You go get twenty dollars off of your first order. Yeah, I mean, come on. Again, cheapest person you know. That's me. Like literally, download it. I, we've used it prior to this. I mean, my whole life. I've, I've used like, Seat Geek since I was a teenager. And you're sitting there, you're like, "Well, I don't really want to go to baseball games, even though I'm listening to an incredible baseball podcast." So that's kind of questionable. But you want to go to a festival. You want to go to the NHL playoffs. You want to go to the. You want to go to playoffs. a concert. A concert, big audio file. Guess what? It works for all of it. You have literally nothing to lose. Yep. And I believe all of it is uh, guaranteed as well. They're, like your your money and everything's guaranteed. Yep. Seat Geek backs it. So no funny business is going to go on. You literally are just going to save 20 bucks on your first order. So sounds like a no-brainer to me. Um, so make sure you sign up. Use that. Make sure you pack the house in your 216 Baseball merch this uh, coming week. Uh, code 216 baseball pod. Uh, thanks again to SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode. All right. Game one. Uh, this was Monday. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. So it's going to be Plesak versus Michael <laughs> Kopech. Holy fucking shit. I'm about to fucking yeah, everybody, bust. Everybody. <laughs> I'm going to come. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> no, so uh, Plesak versus Kopech. Guardians come into Monday night's game ready to play uh, after taking three of four from the World Series contending Blue Jays over the long weekend series last week. Um, and that included a late come from behind win the day before on Mother's Day. Shout out to moms. Uh, Guardians send fuckboy Zach Plesak to the mound to try and get it done against a potent White Sox offense who have been on a roll lately. Not the same team we saw uh, earlier in the season. Said that last week in the preview. Uh, so quick line, Cleveland, 12 runs on 12 hits, two errors, White Sox, nine runs on seven hits, four errors, which, uh, scoring highlights top of the first Stephen Kwan scores on a fielding error by White Sox outfielder, Gavin Sheets guardians taken early. That kind of, that kind of brings me into it. One of the worst defensive performances I've seen from two baseball teams in my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) And I coached. Little League Baseball for three years. (laughs) It was pretty bad. So Gavin Sheets, error. Guardians take an early 1-0 lead. Bottom of the first, wild pitch by Zach Plesak allows Yoan Moncada to score. White Sox tie it right back up at one apiece. 
Still the bottom of the first. Gavin Sheets, three-run home runs. He makes up for that error and then some. That's his second of the year. White Sox jump out to a 4-1 lead. Bottom of the seventh. So all that scoring in the first and then nothing till the bottom of the seventh. Tim Anderson, RBI double, scores Luis Robert, and White Sox extend their lead 5-1. to one. Top of the eighth, Josh Naylor, RBI double, scores Quan, but the Guardians still trail it 5-2. to two. Bottom of the eighth, A.J. Pollock, three-run home run, his first homer of the year. White Sox blow it open, take an 8-2 to two lead. No bueno. Top of the ninth, Andres Jimenez solo shot, his third of the year. Still trail at 8-3, to three, though, so just padding the stan- stats and trash time. But wait, there's more. Still the top of the ninth, Austin Hedges reaches on a fielding error by Yoan Mancada, allows Ahmed Resort. Ahmed Rosario, excuse me, to score. Guardians now trail at eight to four. Still the top of the ninth. Josh Naylor hits a fucking grand slam. His third home run of the year. Guardians tie it up at eight apiece in the top of the ninth after dropping a six-piece nugget off on the south side frauds. Top of the tenth. Andres Jimenez, RBI double, scores Ernie Clement. Guardians take a nine to eight lead. Bottom of the 10th, though, Reese McGuire reaches on a fielder's choice, scoring Adam Engel. White Sox tie it right back up at nine apiece and extras. So now we're on to the top of the 11th. Josh Naylor hits a three-run bomb, his second home run of the ninth, his fourth of the year. Guardians blow it open in extras, taking a 12-9 lead. And that's all she wrote as Naylor tries to fight the entire south side of Chicago after blowing their backs out. And Guardians win one of literally the wildest games yep. you will ever see and in your so life. So usually my game highlights are only defensive highlights, right? Usually. This entire fucking game was the goddamn Josh Naylor show. Yep. Just showed up. Like there's there's these guys chirping at him behind the dugout talking shit, and uh, Josh Nail was just like, "All right, yeah, 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 grand slam, eat my dick, yeah. boom, come back in the eleventh, three run home run, here, bitch, hold these. I hope yeah. you like it. They were buy one get one free at Target." He lost his mind. Obviously, everyone listening. This is, we kept it pure last episode. Maybe we should have let it bleed in, but now you get to relive it at least. It's like a Christmas present. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It's like he lost his fucking mind. Yeah, after he, the three he run fucking run. Gronk spiked his helmet into the dugout. He was yeah. yelling all types of shit. <laughs> he was, he like blacked out for a minute. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Honestly, on top of the, the like the Grand Slam three on bomb, obviously electric, right? But this reason right here is why at the beginning of this season I said Josh Naylor needs to be on this team. Oh yeah. That that emotion, that joy, that everyone having fun. Josh Naylor is the epitome of that. He every time he steps out on that baseball field, he has a good time. Whether they're down by six whether they're down by four whether they're up by three whether they're up by a million you know what i mean like josh naylor is the epitome of the game of baseball baseball is fun and no one has more fun playing this game than josh naylor true they uh he i remember when we first got him i think it was pre it was pre-podcast, but we've kind of talked about it since, you know, after he got injured and, you know, 
once we started the podcast just over a year ago, shout out to us. Anniversary was on Thursday, I think. But I said, anybody that goes five for five and I think had three hits off the top of my head in a playoff game against Garrett Cole. Yep, I'm in. Like, and he was he was losing his mind in that game. Like, he's always been the guy that just wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's and just he, like he show, he's from from watching him this year and last year. The little bit we watched him last year, clutch. When we yeah. need him to show up, he shows up. I, I'm telling you, like I, I like I like Yoansky Noel, right? Josh Naylor's my fucking first baseman. 100%. Through and through, Josh Naylor's my first baseman. The, yeah, 100%. He, he has to, no matter what happens, there are two people I think that have to be on this baseball team. Jose Ramirez, three people. Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, and Austin Hedges. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, is he going to say Miles Straw? And then before I was like, I saw the grin and I was like, I'm an idiot. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's there. Josh Naylor has to be on this baseball team. No, I can't. Honestly, if you were to ask me, I can't think of anyone who has that much passion, that much heart that plays Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, he's nuts. Like in the best way. He's the guy. He's the lifeblood of the clubhouse. You have to have somebody. And it's just. I love him. I love him with all my heart. Yeah. So the kid is kid is special and it's cool to see him develop into maybe more of a power hitter or something than we thought. He has like 65, 60 raw power grade as a scout, like as a, as a prospect. I mean, up into this game, that was his fifth home run of the year, which isn't a lot, but the, the or fourth, I think fourth by the end of the game. Right. Yeah. Fourth. Sorry. Yeah. Fourth. That's still not bad. It's early. Yeah. But, it's just that pure raw emotion that does it for me. I feel that. Um, so let's talk about Plesak. <laughs> I will eat all the I smoke. Will eat all. As you guys can tell, another t-shirt that we made. Um, this one I love as well. Uh, just, I, he, I definitely think he blacked out. Yeah, so I, I, he, he was like, I, I want mean, all the smoke. I will eat. All the fucking smoke. Which I don't need. That doesn't even make a it ton doesn't, of sense, but it doesn't matter. But you know what? Literally. When he was yelling, not afraid to say it, bricked up. Yeah. Oh, no. 100%. I watched the video. I, I could have hit I could have hit a, a, a stand-up double with how hard my wang was. <laughs> yeah, it was just bricked up. <laughs> and even the teammates were, like, all pumped, but you could see, like, that little no, bit of fear. No, like, oh, <laughs> so there was there was a, a, a an angle that a camera had from, like, the on-deck circle looking into the dugout. And Stephen Kwan's little ass was like, good job, dude. Holy yeah. shit, what the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> Bieber was, like, having fun sitting on the, like, you know, bench with the other pitchers. And then you see him kind of do the, like, crazy eyes. Like, this dude's kind of fucking lost it. <laughs> oh, he's about to pop. Yeah, oh, no, he's going to do it. Do it. <laughs> but he comes in and Gronk spikes the helmet down into the clubhouse almost. I'm like, Stephen Kwan's like, all right, yeah, cool. I'm going to go grab that helmet. And he, like, yeah. Him, I'm so I, I'm a head out because I'm kind of scared. Him, <laughs> I'm a danger. I'm a danger. Uh, but but oh my god, when he gronk spiked that helmet, as someone who has done that before after hitting a walk off double, dangerous. God, it's so much fun. 
to just like there's no better feeling than like putting up or putting on for your boys. You know what I mean? Like ride together, you come in clutch, just that pure adrenaline rush, all that emotion. You don't know what to do. So you just be in the moment, throw a helmet, take your shirt off, roll around on the ground like a slug. I don't know. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. He's, I love him with all my soul. Um, so, please sack six and a third innings of five hit, five run ball. Four of them are earned. Two walks, four strikeouts, no decision. Um, another tough outing for Plesak, yet another terrible first inning, but then he settles in and pitches well. We just got to get our pitchers through the first freaking inning and we're fine. Yeah. Um, you know, opens the game up by striking out Tim Anderson and then he hits Moncada with a pitch. He gets Abreu out on a fly. Out. This so was Moncada's first game back after the IL stint, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You're right. And then so he's got two outs, a runner on first. He gives up a single, a walk, a wild pitch that brings in a run, and then he gives up a three-run home run. So it just like implodes all at once. And then over the next five innings, he only gives up two singles and a walk. So it's like okay. And then he gets brought out for the six, gets a sixth, excuse me, gets a quick ground out, and then Owen Miller commits a fielding error. So it would have been you know a second out. Tim Anderson then gets an RBI double, which is unearned to him. But it's just like if you ignore the first inning, he kind of absolutely dropped it off but it's like he just keeps getting crushed in the first inning and it's just like you're playing survival the rest of the game yeah and i mean the only good thing i'll say is he gave a six and a third the dude can almost every time especially in a game that goes 11 innings yeah it it saved us big time he i the one thing i'll say about him he is a gamer and he just grinds to find a way to give us something he's so competitive and he like you can tell almost to a fault when he gets torched like that, you can see it like bother yeah. him, which isn't a, necessarily a terrible thing until it starts affecting you. You know what I mean? There's yeah, people where it's like is- where they, they give up a home run, they're like, God damn, motherfucker. And then they get back on the mound, they're like, All right, cool, next bat. Like you can see it affect them. And as soon as they step back on the mound, next batter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's like- over, can't do anything about it. Let's go forward. If he can get that mindset where, because it- I think he does that. I just think he just gets into trouble. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and otherwise I think he would just get off the rails and never come back. Yeah. And and getting out of big innings will will help you reset like no, I still got it. And here's the thing, like people are down on please sack. People are, he does give up hard hit balls and he does give up home runs. If you limit the base runners, if it's a solo shot, cool. Like, yeah, it sucks, but like limit the base runners when you can. I like please sack. I, I I've liked please sack. I love the competitiveness. We don't have all of our starting pitchers are fucking robots. True. Besides Zach, they Plesak. are really and 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 having are. that that not marquee because it, it's Zach please sack. It's not Shane Bieber, but he's still ha- pretty good at it though. Yeah, he's but, still pretty good at. Well, no, no, no. I'm off. saying he's he still has emotion. He still has that presence. He still has like, you know what I mean? Where where he kind of still struts his shit and he he's. He, I don't want to say he's an athlete because all of our pitchers are athletes, but like he has this effect on him where, like he, you can, like you said, he's a gamer. Yeah, he is, and I I do respect that of about him. It's just trash that he 
the hard hit. I mean, the baseball savant page, it just shows everything you see. He just gets crushed and he gets lucky and he hasn't been. It is what it is. I, I want him off the team. I, I mean, it, I don't know. He's fine. He's actually really fine like as Zach a number Lisek. five starter. He's fine as a number five starter, but it's like when you just know it can happen at any time and like the peripherals are there, it's like you end up at the end of the year with a six ERA. And at that point, it's like, you kind of suck. You know what I mean? Or, or more. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I do appreciate that he grinds. I want that to go on record. So I don't I don't hate him. Um, so the bullpen goes four and two third innings because obviously 11 innings. And, and so, again, imagine if he didn't grind. They give up two hits. Four runs, two of them are earned, five walks and five strikeouts. Um, De Los Santos clean two thirds of an inning. Ghost gives up two earned runs in this. Sandlin gives you a clean inning, even though he walked three. Classe ends up getting the win because it was a blown save, uh, runner on second, so it's an unearned run. Um, and then Stefan comes on and gets his first save of the year and second of his career. So, um, you know, not the prettiest, but solid enough. You know, we get it done. Use a lot of arms there. Yeah. And then uh, talk to me about the offense. Yeah. So in this one, 11 strikeouts, four walks, which is uh, not as bad. Uh, like, that's a lot of strikeouts. We had a lot of at-bats in this one, 47. Um, so could be worse. Uh, the, the walks, four walks isn't aren't terrible, but uh, we were hitting the ball a lot. We had what? Let me see. 12 hits in this one. So get on base. Uh, left eight runners on base exactly. Not really great, but we we had a lot of clutch home runs. Went four for sixteen with runners in scoring position, which is a two fifty average. Can't complain about it. Um uh, not two fifty, what are you gonna do? Uh but yeah. nothing really fucking matters because Josh Naylor is a fucking dog and just uh electric game. Not nothing really more to say about it. Yeah. ESPN after this game tweeted out that Josh Naylor is the first player to record eight RBIs from the eighth inning on since RBI became an official stat in 1920. He went three for three. Fun fact I saw this uh, tied for second for the most RBIs hit in one game from a Cleveland baseball player. The only one to do more was Lonnie Chisenhall, and he hit nine. Yep. Against the Texas Rangers, it was a three home run game. I remember that. That thing was nuts. So, yeah, he went three for three with the double, two home runs, eight RBIs, two runs in his final three plate appearances. Jesus. And then also, um, I just thought it was funny that we t- – yeah, <laughs> you're good. So the Cleveland Guardians tweeted out a graphic of him with, you know, his, the next day with his stats on it. And in the bottom right corner, underneath the thing that says, you know, he's the first player in MLB history with, you know, eight RBIs and, you know, since it became everything we just rattled off. He they put above his name in the bottom right corner, dog in him with the the meme that MLB feel it hedges truth or created and that we, you know, we associated with with Naylor. So we got tagged by a bunch of people. Thank you for that. We love you. We gave credit to, you know, MLB feel it, uh, a.k.a. hedges truther because it was his meme. Uh, are saying kind of thing, but got some texts from people saying pretty fucking crazy that literally the Cleveland Guardians used your phrase and stuff. We replied to them because people were like, "Are you? Oh, you're gonna give them credit?" And I said, "Well, you know, it's our, it's our, it's our love child, us and MLB feel it." And uh, the Guardians replied to us, the official account, and said, "And it's a beautiful child or whatever. It's a child, rel- you know, a child." Well, you guys raised. raised a great child. Yeah. So. I'm not going to lie. I went to work. No one at work is a Cleveland Guardians fan. Only one of the guys that I work with follows baseball, period. 
And everyone was like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So this is a cool little moment. Yeah. So thanks for putting us in a position where that shit can even happen. So uh, on the game two, that's going to be the longest one by far, just because Josh Naylor. Yeah. Whoops, not going to apologize. And before uh, you fucking read off this little summary, I, I'm about to pop the fuck off. Yeah, During this, this fucking me. game, there was this group of four fucking douchebags that okay. were the epitome of fuckboy. They were doing these bullshit spirit finger things whenever there's two strikes. They were yelling shit at players. Like, when we go we, when we go to games, we yell shit. They were, like, saying, like, no, throw at him. Like, hit him in the head. Or, like, bullshit like that. And they were the biggest D-bags I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. Does not surprise me from and, the way and, he talks like if you go on Twitter, I, like there was a, I, I tweeted about it, um, and everyone was like, "Yeah, that like they were adding the White Sox, like, hey, get these guys out of here! Like, what are they doing? They were drunk as shit. They were yelling at players, like, and and not like in a fun way. They were, they were just being dickheads. We're both world class hecklers. Um, I like to consider myself to be one, uh, very much so." And yeah, you you don't you don't say stuff like that. Like it's just obnoxious. I've been there with my brother to a game, and they're they're obnoxious. Like it's not even like yelling and being funny. They're just like, "Am I going to get stabbed?" Kind of energy. Yeah. You're like, all right, you're you're kind of the worst. So yeah, fuck those guys. I wanted to so Quantrill versus Giolito. Guardians coming to Tuesday night's game, all fired up thanks to the insane comeback with uh, you know win in eleven innings the night before. I believe prior to that we were like one in six hundred and thirty four when we trailed by six runs or more in the ninth <laughs> inning. So now we're two in six hundred and thirty five. <laughs> so on the way up, baby, let's go. Hey. Um, <laughs> All Cleveland is voted to give Naylor the keys to the city, and we're all begging for a presidential run when he retires from baseball. Guardians send Big Daddy Dick Quantrill to the bump to try and make it two in a row against the White Sox ace, Lucas Giolito. Quick line, White Sox, four runs on ten hits, no errors. Cleveland, one run, seven hits, two errors. Q Paul. Yeah, if you commit two fucking errors, you deserve to goddamn lose. True. Uh, scoring highlights quick. Bottom of the fifth. Tim Anderson hits an RBI single, scoring Josh Harris. Harrison, excuse me. White Sox are the first team to finally get on the board. Took five innings, one um, zero lead. Bottom of the sixth. Gavin Sheets two run home run. That's his third of the year. White Sox extend their lead three nothing. Top of the seventh though. Josh Naylor solo shot bomb. He will not stop. That's his third of the series and fifth of the year. Guardians get on the board but still trail at three to one. Bottom of the seventh, Tim Anderson, RBI double, scores Adam Angle. White Sox extend their lead four to one, and that's how it stays as the Guardians can't get a clutch hit to save their life on Tuesday night. Yep, uh, game highlights in this one. In the bottom of the third, Owen Miller flips the ball to Jose, covering second, and then Jose fumbles the ball. Uh, Tim Anderson sees it, goes like, oh, no one's covering third, goes to take off for third. Jose picks the ball up, goes to tag Tim Anderson. The ball... Comes out of Jose's glove. Tim Anderson thought he got tagged, stopped running. Jose finally picked the ball up, tagged him, and what was probably the longest out I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. I was at a business dinner and, and drinks and stuff like all night, so I, I didn't get to watch any flex. But uh, I saw on Twitter people were like, what the fuck? It was I, but like everybody. Yeah, it was why it was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. <laughs> I believe it. 
And then uh, in the top of the fourth, Owen Miller gets uh, tagged out at second due to some really bad base running. A ball gets hit to the left side of the left side of the field, and learning baseball, right? When you're on second base, if the ball's hit to the left side of the field, you immediately go back, right? If it's on the right side of the field, you kind of go halfway. You judge it at not halfway, but you kind of like sit out for a second. You're like, all right, cool. He's going to throw the ball to first, and you might take off, might not, depending on how fast you are. He stops. They throw behind him. He gets tagged out at second, and then Fran Mill, who runs like a 7-3-40, gets thrown out at first for the double play. Not no bueno. Yeah, it was a weird double play. Um, and then bottom of the fifth, Hedges airmails a ball into center, uh, letting Tim Anderson advance uh, to third after stealing second. Uh, a, a, on Twitter, I tweeted out a, a rare defensive miscue from Hedges. And people are like, oh, he's not even that great of a defensive catcher. Lick my balls. Um, you can you can suck my ass from the back on a Tuesday after the gym. And then uh, I'm not even talking about this anymore. In the bottom of the six, Josh Naylor and Jose both drop fly balls in foul territory. And uh, one of the other things not, my dad would it. my dad would tell me growing up on top of the errors is bad things happen when you give away free at bats. And uh, after this, a three run home run or no two run is that what it was? Yeah, two run. Two run I think. Yeah, right. two-run home run. Yep. Gets just fucking torched. And that's what happens when you give up free at-bats. Yep. So Quantrill in this one, six and a third innings, 10 hits, four earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts, takes the L. Um, oh, why are you? It's <laughs> hot in my room, so I was cooling off I know, for a second. It's because we can't turn fans on when I we're know. recording, or it picks it up. And I know I'm. I'm I got pit. <laughs> I'm like, sweating. I'm sitting here, and I'm wearing sweating. a long sleeve because I wanted to rep the merch. I'm crop topping it. Don't judge me. Oh yeah, uh, I'm letting yeah, the mid drift like, out. Reading the notes, look back over and see Paul's How do I look? I'm like, can you see it? No, I can't. You look great. There. <laughs> I don't want to see it. This isn't your OnlyFans. This is recording. Anyway, uh, so overall, uh, not the sharpest outing by any means. Ten hits and six and a third is kind of something else. Uh, Love to see no walks, though. He cruised through the first, uh, gave up two singles in the second. He gave up two singles in the third, clean fourth, a double and a single in the fifth, a single and a homer in the sixth, and then they brought him out for the seventh, and he gives up another single and a double. So uh, it was never going to be a super sharp outing, but again, it just feels like six innings was enough. Like, push away from the table. Um, you know, and he would have given you six innings, a three run ball. Um, so not to be pedantic, but like that's a run, you know, you never know what that could change with the game. Um, and even with the trouble in the seventh, and again, he probably shouldn't have come back out at all. He still only ended up throwing 98 pitches, uh, 71 were for strikes. So that's 72%. That's a lot better. He was pound. What'd you say? I said, that's a lot better. Yeah. So he was pounding the zone. I mean, no walks, um, but just not a start to remember. He grinded against a tough offense, holding them mostly to singles. You know, seven singles, two doubles, and a home run. But uh, but yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of foot traffic. And then uh, bullpen gives you an inning and two-thirds of perfect relief. So Shaw comes out, gets two outs in the seventh. Which is a Hench's goddamn miracle. A, yeah, Hench's pitch is a perfect eighth. And that's the bullpen. So talk to me about the offense. Yeah. Um, so offensively in this one, 
Nothing really to uh, write home to Ma about because it was pretty bad. Five strikeouts to three walks, which is pretty good. Um, not a lot of strikeouts, three walks, good ratio. Left seven on base, but we only had 10 base runners, so pretty dog shit. Seven hits, uh, one of them for extra bases, 14%. Uh, Naylor's Naylor solo shot was the only extra base hit. 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position, so no clutch hitting. And, uh, yeah, the only thing to really note is Naylor went 2 for 4 with a single and a solo shot, and he just continues to fucking roll. Yeah. If you don't get any hits with runners in scoring position, you're usually not gonna not gonna score too many runs. So not not a great showing. So game three, um, you know, we're all kind of waiting around, and then I would say early-ish morning, mid-morning, uh, for you know the last game on Wednesday, Mandy Bell tweets out that Guardians manager Terry Francona has tested positive for COVID and will not manage today's game in Chicago. Bench coach DeMarlo Hale will fill in. And then gets a little closer to game time, probably two hours out. You know, we're all like, oh, okay, right? We're let's let's get a win, right? Let's let's win this series. Mandy Bell tweets out today's Guardians White Sox game has been postponed due to multiple positive COVID tests in Cleveland's clubhouse. Fuck. Um so yeah, and then some more information that came in over the following days. Um, on Thursday, we, which was an, a scheduled off day, Mandy Bell let us know that that postponed game will be made up as part of a split doubleheader on Saturday, Jane, July 23rd and the makeup and yeah, the makeup game will be at one ten, and then they'll still play the regularly scheduled game at seven fifteen later that game or that day. And then on Thursday, uh, Zach Meisel also let us know that pitching the, basically who all got COVID because it was a huge breakout. So pitching coach Carl Willis is going to serve as Cleveland's acting manager this weekend in Minnesota. He'll be assisted by other members of the organization because most of the major league coaching staff is in health and safety protocols. So Tito, bench coach DeMarlo Hale, hitting coach Chris Valleca, assistant pitching coach Joe Torres, first base coach Sandy Alomar, third base coach Mike Sarbaugh, and major league hitting analyst Justin Toole. So literally the entire coaching staff that yeah. you know by Which- any kind of name Hope everyone makes a speedy recovery. Everyone's okay. Uh, like Tito's older, so hopefully he makes a full recovery and he's doing all right. Um, like that first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Right after watching today's game and yesterday's game, Carl Willis might make a pretty good manager one day. Yeah, he did all right. He 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 did all right. I I mean Tito hasn't been much better with pulling pitchers, but he he was he was a little bit of ass on uh, on Friday night in my opinion with with some of the decisions. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't it. I didn't love it. I would love people. It was going around real quick who who would uh, have you know who should get their next shot, and I think Sandy Alomar should. I mean he he did a lot of the COVID season or not the COVID season. Um, uh, was it 2019 when he had some issues or 2020? Yeah, he did the COVID season. Didn't Tito sit it out or something? Like I thought that? DeMarlo Hale did most of it. 2020. That was 2021 for the second half. Okay. Remember? Yeah. So I don't know. But Sandy Alomar, I think when Tito had surgery or something or I don't know, uh, you know, Sandy Alomar has been around big. Obviously, he's Sandy Alomar, you know, with the organization and and all that stuff. So. But if COVID stuff makes you sad, we have a solution for you, or we think we can help. 
<laughs> yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, cut to our sponsor for this episode, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. Everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has stuff they're dealing with. We've preached about the importance of mental health several times before as it relates to athletes, our listeners, and even ourselves. Paul and I are no strangers, and I know I'm certainly not. In the summer of 2020, I started having a little bit of depression and anxiety issues for the first time in my life. But I took the leap, I reached out to a therapist, and got the help that I needed. And man, I'm glad that I did. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. BetterHelp's network includes a broad range of expertise from their more than 20,000 therapists, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Finding the right therapist is one of the most important parts in making sure you get the help that you need. It's going to be easy, guys. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's that quick. Then, you're going to schedule a secure video and phone session. Even better, you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist, and everything you share is completely confidential. BetterHelp knows that it's scary to reach out and take that first step for your mental health, so they make it as easy as possible for you. You can request a new therapist at any time at no additional charge, which is a game changer, helping you find the right therapist for your needs. So, go ahead and join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And you know Paul and I were going to hook you up. BetterHelp was kind enough to create a special offer for 216 baseball listeners. We're going to get you 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash 216 baseball. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash the numbers 216 baseball. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And now, back to the show. All right. And if uh, you have some, want to talk about some more stuff with uh, your licensed therapist from BetterHelp, uh, Mandy Bell tweeted out right before the first game against the Twins that Josh Naylor has been placed on COVID IL, and Richie Palacio has been recalled from AAA. Yu Chang is also back from the COVID list, and Kirk McCarty was optioned down. So, uh, yeah, Josh Naylor, who was hotter than Satan's ball sack himself, uh, got put on the COVID list. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes me real sad. So, And then they, they talked about, uh, we already went over this with the... Uh, well, no, this is... Oh, uh, this who is, is who, who's taking over. So, Carl Willis is going to be the manager. Brian Sweeney is going to be the pitching coach. Victor Rodriguez is the hitting coach. Excuse me, Mike Barnett is the bench coach. Rigo Beltran is the bullpen coach. Josh, Mc, Josh McDonald is a, the first base coach. John McDonald, sorry, is the first base coach. And he had some good shit to say about Andres Jimenez, too. I remember that. Kyle Hudson was the third base coach. And J-O, Jason Esposito was the assistant hitching, hitting coach. Which I didn't know really anybody but Carl Willis until... John McDonald, he was a he was a shortstop, not in our organization, but I forget who he played for. He was a pretty damn good shortstop. Okay, flex. So game one, Savali versus Gray. Guardians coming to Friday night's game in the Twin Cities, ready to play some ball. Whether it's rain or now a COVID outbreak, this team has had a lot of unscheduled days off. 
Cleveland is definitely rested prior to Minnesota, getting an unplanned day off on Wednesday and then the scheduled day off on Thursday. We send Savali to the bump, hoping for a strong sort start of sorts as he is still trying to get things going in the right direction. Quick line, Minnesota 12 runs on 13 hits, two errors. Cleveland 8 runs on 9 hits and no errors. Quick scoring highlights, bottom of the first, Byron Buxton, leadoff solo shot, his 10th of the year. He sent that shit. Uh, twins jump out to an early one nothing lead. Still the bottom of the first, Jorge Polanco, solo shot, his 4th of the year. Twins extend their lead 2 nothing. so great start. Top of the third, base is loaded. Jose hits an RBI ground out, brings home Mercado, gets the Guardians on the board, but they still trail it 2-1. to one. Top of the fifth, Austin Hedges, solo shot. His third of the year, Guardians tie it up at two apiece. Bottom of the fifth, base is loaded. Luis Arise hits into a double play that scores Ryan Jeffers. Twins take a 3-2 lead. Still the bottom of the fifth, Max Kepler RBI single scores Royce Lewis and extends the Twins lead 4-2. Still the bottom of the fifth, Gary Sanchez three-run bomb to dead center. That's his second of the year. Twins blow it open, taking a 7-2 lead. But wait, there's more. Still the bottom of the fifth, Royce Lewis hits a grand slam, his first major league home run. Twins take an 11-2 lead. Top of the sixth, Oscar Mercado, two-run bomb, his fourth of the year, but the Guardians still trail at 11-4. Top of the seventh, Jose, RBI single, brings home Miles Straw, still trail at 11-5. Still the top of the seventh, Ahmed Rosario, RBI triple, scores Jose, but we still trail at 11-6. Long ways to try and come back. Bottom of the eighth, Max Kepler sack fly, scores Byron Buxton, extends the Twins' lead 12-6. Top of the ninth, Andres Jimenez, two-run bomb. That's his fourth of the year. Guardians still trail at 12-8, but we got our backs blown out in the home op- or the series opener, excuse me. Uh, mostly thanks to Brian Shaw giving up a three-run home run and a grand slam in the same grand slam in the same inning. So we're gonna talk about that. Yep. Fucking Brian Shaw. He's something, man. Yep. Game highlights in this one in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Stephen Kwan makes a great snow cone ch- uh, grab to uh, in foul territory and then tries to make a play at the plate, but Byron Bruxton's so fucking fast that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Savali uh, goes four and two-thirds of seven hit, six earned run, two walk, five strikeout ball, takes the L. Yet another clunker for Savali. He's now got a 9.85 ERA in the middle of May. Um, and after the disastrous first inning, you know, it's the same story with Plesak. After a disastrous first inning with two solo shots in the first three batters, and then he had runners on second and third with two outs. So it was, almost got real bad. He cruises through the next three innings and he retires nine in a row. So we're like, okay. <laughs> and then he leads off the fifth by giving up a single and a double. Then he walks Buxton to load the bases. He gets a huge double play that scores another run, but puts, you know, a man on third with two outs. So, you know, bases loaded and gets the double play with a run home. But then he walks Jorge Polanco. So, the you know, and gives up an RBI single. And then Carl Willis is like, now now's when we take him out. Like uh, you take him out probably after the single and double to open up the inning. Like, I, I don't really know what I he mean, was thinking there. I mean, hindsight's 2020. But like no, I, I just think that's logic. It's not hindsight. I think no, nah, like, a okay, lot of time. What it's the sixth inning. It's the, it's the fifth. But he's been str- like he was he really struggled in the first. Then he was cruising, and then he gives up the you know the 
Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of rest the the, the past two days, so like, yes, I could see it, but like also, you want to try to let your guys work out of jams. You don't want to you. So like, I can see why you left him in, but I can see why you take him out. You know, the first and you know the, the base is loaded. You know, he gets the double play. You let him work out of it. And then he ends up like walking somebody. I think that's when you get him out of there. Like you're laboring all inning. You know what I mean? You just put like four people on. So like it's how many it's pitches to get did out he throw? Uh, in total, he threw uh, 94, 55 were for strikes. So like let him work out of it. Give up the run, you know, on the bases loaded double play. And then he walks the next batter. OK, like quit playing with fire at that point. You know what I mean? So. None of it really matters, though, um, because Shaw comes in and gives up the three-run home run, two of which were Savali's runners, but he left Savali in way too long. And you could have cut your losses, but it is what it is. And I, I spent some time actually putting something meaningful out on Twitter, some analysis. I dug under the hood with Savali. I won't get too nitty-gritty here, but his velocity is still down on his fastball and he's never been a hard thrower. So that's difficult. He's got three miles. He's throwing his breaking ball three miles an hour slower than in the past, which his cutter last year was one of the very best in baseball. He created like negative 14 run value, which is just a baseball savant statistic. That's incredible. Okay. So his cutter was like godlike, And now the long and short of it is he's creating like, a positive run value, which is a bad thing. So he went from like one of the best pitches in baseball to like, it's hurting him. It's a bad pitch. And he's throwing it more than he did last year. I think people just have seen, like it it might be one of those things where like last year people saw it, weren't used to it. And then they just started teeing it up. They've seen it. Yeah. And then his curveball is the same way. I think he's throwing it more than last year. It was a positive pitch for him. I think like negative five runs value, which is a good thing. And then I think this year it's like a positive two run value, which is bad. And it's just like, and then we've watched him. He throws pitches over the heart of the plate. I dug into the, you know, the stats and on baseball savant. And yeah, he has given up like terrible run value of like runs right over the heart of the plate. And it's just like, yeah, not throwing hard. Not locating, you know, and not having your best pitches working and throwing it over the heart of the plate is not a recipe for success in case anybody was, you know, an aspiring pitcher. Yeah. So, bullpen throws three and a third innings of six hit, six run ball, three walks and three strikeouts. So, just dicked, right? Bullpen gets shut down. Um, The big thing is Brian Shaw finally gets exposed. He gets absolutely dicked. He doesn't get a single out when he comes on to get the final out of the fifth. He only needed one out. He gives up four hits and a walk. He gives up a three-run shot and a grand slam in the same inning. Again, he doesn't get a single out. He just needed one. And I just, oh my God. Yep, Brian Shaw finally gets exposed. I mean, I want him to be successful, but he's not a high leverage person. Like using him in that is it's just this line is nuts. Five earned runs without recording an out. So Yep, it's pretty dog um, shit. Eli Morgan came out. Uh, this was his birthday, I believe. Um he gives you an inning and a third of scoreless ball. Goes came out, gave you an inning of scoreless ball. Henches gives you an inning of one run ball. So uh you know, he hasn't scuffled here in a minute, but it's just one run that happens. So. Yeah, that's baseball. But just not something to remember. Yeah, offensively, you got uh, 12 strikeouts to seven walks, which it's a lot of strikeouts, 32%. But seven walks is pretty good. We left nine runners on base, which is absolutely dog shit. Uh, 16 base runners, uh, and a little half of them got stranded, so pretty bad. 
Nine hits, four of them for extra base hits, which is pretty fucking good, 44%. Um, but two for 10 with runners in scoring position. So that's not really going to help you out at all. Uh, 200% average, uh, left nine runners stranded, so pretty bad. Uh, everyone except Straw, Quan, and Miller had a hit. And overall, the pitching lost this one for us. So, Yep. I like that we, you know, clapped. I can't scratched and clawed, excuse me, you know, to, to get put up eight runs total, especially when a lot of those came after the game was basically over, but can't blame the bats when you allow 12 runs from somebody. So game two is Bieber versus Smeltzer guardians coming to Saturday night's game, looking to get back in the win column after the pitching gets absolutely embarrassed the night before giving up 12 runs to the twins. We send our ace Shane Bieber to the mound, try and get this, uh, tie the series up. And he looks back, he looks, excuse me, to bounce back after probably the worst start of his career, you know, the Saturday prior. Uh, quick line, Cleveland three runs on seven hits, no errors. Minnesota two runs on 10 hits and no errors. Quick scoring highlights, top of the second. Framil Reyes, RBI single, scores Owen Miller, gives the Guardians an early one nothing lead. Bottom of the fourth, Gio Urshela solo shot, his second of the year. Twins tie it right back up at one apiece. Top of the 10th, Andres Jimenez hits a screaming RBI double off the right field wall. Almost got it out. Scores Ernie Clement and gives the Guardians a 2-1 lead. Still the top of the 10th, Miles Straw, huge RBI single, insurance run. Scores Jimenez. Guardians extend their lead in extras 3-1. Bottom of the 10th, Gio Rochella, RBI single, brings home Gary Sanchez. Fuck Gary Sanchez. True. But the Twins still trail it 3-2, to two, and that's how it stays, is this team refuses to go down without a fight, and we win another game thanks to uh, Andres Jimenez in extras. Yeah. yeah thanks to him. And uh, Tie that I up, almost, I was watching this game last night while I was playing cards, and uh, almost woke up my buddy's baby, so that was almost pretty bad, but huh, I didn't. <laughs> uh, game highlights, bottom of the second, uh, Owen Miller makes a very good backhand play to get an out at first by flipping in the ball to Bieber, covering the bag. Uh, and then in the bottom of the fifth with bases loaded, Bieber makes a good play on a little tapper back to him. Uh, shovel passes it to Hedges, then Hedges turns it to first for a good old-fashioned one, two, three double play. Woohoo! <laughs> and then uh, to finish off the inning that was bases loaded, Jose makes a good play on a bouncer uh, towards the line, but Owen Miller puts an exclamation point on it with a fantastic stretch, keeping his foot on the bag to finish it off. Just a great, great defensive play all around. Jose makes a great backhand play, uh, throws a strike to Owen Miller, who has to make a stretch, and uh, keeps his foot on the bag. Uh, bottom of the ninth, Jimenez makes yet another sports center top 10 play, uh, playing on the shortstop side of the bag, goes to his left, spins, fires a hopper uh, to Owen Miller, covering first, uh, and makes the third out to send us into extras. And the 10th, Oh, yeah, this is a play I want to talk about because fuck this dude. Uh, in the 10th, Jimenez is rounding first after torching a ball uh, off the wall, and he collides with Jose Miranda, who can suck my fucking balls because as he's walking back, he turns around, sees Jimenez is turning the base, and backs up into him and runs into him. Yep. Suck my ass. On site. You On literally site. should get a three-game suspension. You think he did it on purpose? I didn't take it that way. I, guess I, I watched this watch play closer. 10 times. And you did it on purpose? It, he turned around while he was walking backwards and saw him 
and then kind of leaned into him. Yep. You can get up on these hairy balls. Yeah. At first, I was like, okay, that happens. And then I saw his head turn as he was taking steps backwards. And once I saw him like lean into it a little bit, fuck you. Yep. Suck my whole ass. I don't give yep. a fuck who you are. That like that's dirty baseball. Um, that's that Manny Machado brand of baseball, yeah. baby. Top of the tenth, Miles Straw makes a great heads up baseball uh, base running play by getting thrown out at second. He kind of like rounds the bag, and then sees Jimenez to make sure that yeah, sees Jimenez rounding third, hesitates for a second, uh, and then avoids a tag, gets tagged. So after Jimenez touches home plate to to let the run score. Just a great heads up base running play by Miles Straw, who is uh can be my daddy. Yeah. Um, so Bieber, six innings, seven hits, one earned run, three walks, seven strikeouts, no decision. All in all, you can't complain about your ace going six innings and one run ball. Period. Was it the prettiest six innings? Absolutely not. He gave up seven hits and three walks and was on the ropes multiple times, but he did get out of it because the motherfucker can pitch. He is not a thrower. He is a pitcher, like the definition of that. He walked one in the first inning, had a clean second. He got out of a two-out bases-loaded jam in the third. In the fourth, he gave up a leadoff solo shot. He starts the fifth with a walk, a double, and a hit-by-pitch to load the bases with nobody out, which, yikes. He gets a clutch ass double play ball that like Paul talked about. Good old and one, two, three out. double play. You don't see much of those anymore. I know. That one, two, spicy, three man. double play. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Put one of my fa- the, uh, one of my favorite plays to see in baseball. It, or or like a, a, a six one three double play. Anything yeah. like a, a one three double play. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, it's mm, just mm, clean because the catcher's just standing on the plate and then and just he like, has to he has to step to the side a little bit. That little that motion of like you don't see catchers do that all the time, so it's a treat. It's like it is a going treat. out and getting frozen yogurt or ice cream or gelato <laughs> Some or something. Pro-yo. Just a little treat. Just a little treat. I can't get um, any of that because my stomach starts having fucking ballet practice and immediately have to shit. <laughs> okay. So a little overshare there, but now we all know. Um, so then he gets a ground out to end the inning. So he survived bases loaded with nobody out, which I don't know why the man above always gives me the hardest road. Um, but I know he'll never give me anything I can't handle. But uh, then he likely had to fight to come out for the sixth because we're all like, okay, he grinded through five, way to go. I think he like told Carl, you're not taking me out of this. If you want to get down on these hairy balls, come on, jump right in. Yeah. He gets two quick outs, gives up a two-out single, and then he gets out of it. So while there's a lot of traffic, and nine times out of ten, he gives up probably two or three more runs minimum than he actually ended up doing. He didn't do it. He pitched out of it. And he extends his major league record to 32 consecutive starts on the road, giving up three or less runs, (laughs) which is absurd. That is absurd. Yeah. And people are talking shit about... I... (sighs) I know. Uh, are we gonna do this about people talk like talking shit about Bieber? Calling Someone has one bad outing, and you're like, "Get him off the fucking team!" Hey, guess what? Yep. Baseball's a marathon. Look, yeah. I say it about fucking Framel Reyes after having a month and a half of historically bad baseball, and people want my head. Shane Bieber has literally four bad innings of baseball in his entire career, and like, get him off my fucking team. Yeah, Mickey, Mouse, suck uh, my fucking young. ass, lick my balls. 
Look, look. I don't give a fuck. I did. Oh boy, it's a good thing I changed my shirt because I'm I'm so heated right now. I know. I'm glad you brought this up because I was like, are we gonna get into it? Because I might bring it up. I will People fucking that- murk you. Yeah. People that were saying like Mickey Mouse, you know, he's a sticky stuff merchant and he can't pitch and all that. Like he hasn't been as sharp, but the velocity was finally up in this game. He was at like 93, 94. The dude had the bases dude throw- loaded, no outs and got out of it. Which to, it's not as sharp. No, but like he's figuring it out. He had a shoulder injury last year. The dude can pitch. Why are we turning against our own pitcher? Because of one bad outing. He's an ace. Everybody agrees. It's not just Cleveland. Like, not that national analysts are great most of the time, but everybody agrees. Like he's actually an ace. It's not just in our head. Like, no, the peripherals haven't been great, but he's still a pitcher, not a thrower. Which is this why is, he's being this is successful. one of the moments where analytics aren't everything. Watch a fucking yeah. baseball game. Watch Shane Bieber pitch. He still has stuff. Yep, it's not as sharp, and the command and the velocity does it work? Will help, but yeah, but it's it's working. He's being successful. Yeah, so I'm glad Lick you brought balls. that up. Yeah, I will, I, I will fucking I will come for heads. I could not believe what I was seeing. Uh, literal fans. I'll give someone a good old fashioned stone cold stunner. Yeah, fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, ah, so the put bullpen has up, to put give us. Up. Yeah, put up my. Hey, you're a wise guy. <laughs> you see? see? So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. So because of the extra innings, the bullpen has to go four innings. Uh, they give up three hits, one run. None of them are earned. Two walks and no strikeouts. So Stefan comes in, inning and two third. <gasps> scoreless ball baby only giving up a hit he is my daddy uh nick sandlin gives you an inning and a third of scoreless baseball only one hit he ends up getting the win uh thanks to the you know the extra innings there so good on him and classe gets a seventh save of the year you know gives up an unearned run uh because of the ghost runner on second but yeah i mean bullpen much better showing yeah. from our seven then, eight nine uh offensively uh, five strikeouts to two walks, which five strikeouts, great. Uh, two walks, it's a good ratio. I mean, seeing the ball pretty well. That's one of the things this team does very good. We don't swing at a lot of pitches outside the zone. Not um, a lot of walks, though. Not not a lot of walks. Here's the thing. We had, what, seven hits? But I like so the like, strikeouts. I like the strikeouts being 35, so low, so I can live with it. 35 at-bats, five strikeouts. We hit the ball a lot. Yeah. So, I, like, I'm yeah. not upset about it. Like, if you're swinging no, at if you're swinging that's- at strikes, right, and getting out, that's baseball. Like, yes, you could be more selective at the plate and get better pitches to hit, but that's being super nitpicky. You're, you're hitting strikes. You're seeing the ball. You're putting the ball in play. You're just hitting it at people. So you're not going to hear me complain about it. Yeah. Um, left five runners on base, which is really not great considering we only had nine base runners. But we hit very well with runners in scoring position. Three for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, seven, out of the seven hits, two of them for extra bases, which isn't phenomenal, but small balls are are uh, bread and butter this year. Some gritty-ass play from Andres and Straw in the 10th uh, to close out this win. Yeah. 
Um, so game three just wrapped up a couple hours ago. McKent T-Mac versus Ryan. Uh, Guardians come into Sunday's game looking for a series win on the road against the AL Central leading Twins. Cleveland's feeling great after a gritty-ass extra innings win the night before. Send T-Mac to the bump to try and get it done, win the series. Uh, our most consistent starter this year. Uh, quick line, Minnesota, three runs on four hits, no errors. Cleveland, one run on six hits, no errors. Scoring highlights, and they are quick. Bottom of the first, Max Kepler, RBI single, scores Luis Arise, and the Twins take an early one nothing lead. Top of the fourth, Jose Ramirez hits a solo shot bomb, his eighth of the year. Let's go. And Guardians uh, tie so it up at one apiece. Right after Jose hit that home run, as he was rounding second, he goes past Gio Urshela and starts like jawing at him because they're, they, they, they came up together. They're, they're friends, so he kind of jawing at him yeah. a little bit. And uh, Jose's having a little bit of fun with them. And even when he gets in a dugout, he starts talking shit a little bit. Uh, and then in the bottom of the fourth, Giorgio's like, hey, dude, eat shit. And then he hits a solo shot, his third of the year. And the Twins take the lead back to not 2 1. Yeah. So, and so yeah. as he's going past round and second, he starts drawing back at Jose and then scores. It was, it was. As much as it sucks because Giorgio just put the Twins back on top, it was still fun. To, it's like the game inside the game, so it's fun to see. Yeah, it's it, that's that's the good stuff that happens. Uh, bottom of the fifth, Byron Buxton solo shot. That's his eleventh of the year. Twins extend their lead <laughs> three to so one. That's baseball. how it stays. Yeah, he is. The Guardians don't have any late inning magic on Sunday afternoon. If, if Byron Buxton did not have injury problems. If he did not have bones made of glass with card, you know, cardboard bones and glass skin, like Byron Buxton is so good at baseball. Uh, game highlights: bottom of the seventh. Owen Miller. We talked about him not being that great defensively at first base. When it comes to fielding the ball, being a natural second baseman, goddamn, this guy's good. Uh, makes a great diving catch on his non-glove side, uh, and then finish off the bay by flipping the ball to T Mac, covering the bag. Just a, a great. Uh, like read off the ball, read the bounce correctly, made a diving catch. Love to see it. Yeah. Um. So McKenzie, seven innings pitched, three hits, three runs, two walks, four strikeouts, and an L, like, which should be uh, a war crime. T-Mac shoved, man. Can't ask for much more than what he gave you. You shouldn't. Yeah. If you do, you're selfish. And three you're selfish hits, lover. three like two of them are solo shots. That's just base. Like seven innings. That's three run ball. Baseball. That, like he walked. What? That I think he walked a guy. Then he stole second, and then it was a RBI double that he gave up. Right or single even an RBI single, single yeah. and then two solo shots. Like that's baseball, man. That's gonna happen on, on people's. Uh, on some of the best pitchers that happens to three hits, three earned runs. That's, that's just tough luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you put it perfectly. Um, uh, he made 95 pitches, 64 of them were for strikes. So 67%. Yeah. And I just say that with, you know, I, I bring it up, but not to get too nitty gritty, but you know, him pounding the zone is so important because walks just ate him alive last year and only walking two and in seven innings. That's and key for he's him. another he's guy who's a gamer. Yeah, he is. I love him. I love T-Mac. Um, it's, it's just nice to see him go so deep. Again, can be an issue for him because he'll just make a lot of pitches. He did it in under 100 pitches, too. Yeah. He only 95 pitches. Seven innings. Whoops. Sorry um, for party so the rocking. Bullpen, two good 
two things. Well, not really good. I was going to say not a lot of bullpen usage, but we get tomorrow, Monday off. We don't play till Tuesday. Pain. A lot of, lot of days off. Uh, painful. I mean, COVID um, will do that to you. True. But De Los Santos, because we lost and we were on the road, um, we only needed one inning. So De Los Santos gives up one hit, a scoreless ball. So there's the line for the bullpen. Yep. Talk to uh, me about the Nine uh, strikeouts, no walks, here. which is fucking awful. Excuse me, I got the hiccups now. Yeah, nine strikeouts to no walks. Yeah, dog shit. Left five runners on base. Went 0 for with runners in scoring position. 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, which uh, I'm not a smart man, but even I know that's fucking trash. Uh, six True. hits, four of them for extra base hits, which is pretty good, but doesn't matter when that's you incredible. can't fucking score runs. And uh, a lot of strikeouts. Let's see. Uh, Maley struck out once. Palacio struck out once. Jimenez struck out twice. Framel struck out twice. Owen Miller struck out twice. Jose struck out twice. Like, uh, once or once, yeah, it was bad. I mean, literally, it was. It's crazy. Four of our six hits were extra bases. Usually, you're going to score runs, but zero for eight with runners and scoring. Like, I hate to say it, but like, you deserve to lose. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you do. Like it, like. That, but it's a shame that we just wasted such a solid start from T-Mac. So anyway, that's so let's take a step back really fast. You split the series with the White Sox. You don't get the chance to win or lose it on Wednesday because of COVID. And then you lose, you know, you, you lose two or three from the twins. You get blown out. This game was just a poor showing of clutch hitting, but gritty on Saturday. I'm not mad. No, so we're, it, we're now we put out, below we, 500. We played a good brand of baseball over these five games. That's what I will say. We, we, yeah, we except played, for today. Yeah, but we played a lot of, but even, even till today, what I will say about this team is that when it comes to the ninth inning, we have the winning or tying run at the plate. Yeah. There, there there's a chance all the way till the end of the uh, to the end of the game. And that's that's Tito baseball. Even though Tito's not there, he instills all that into these guys that like game's not over till the 27th out. You hear me say it all the time. And and that's what these guys play. The like uh, in the bottom or top of the ninth in this one, Ahmed hits a double and we what we lost 3 to 1. Tying run at the plate, and then I think Jimenez. Let's see. Uh, oh, and then uh, he had a leadoff double. Fran Mill grounds out, and then uh, no, Jimenez got out. Fran Mill grounds out. Ahmed has a double down the line, and then. You're talking about the end of today, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, whoever's after him Framel. rounded out. Or Framel did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got that all backwards. I'm sorry. Owen Miller ground out. Ahmed double. Framel ground out. And then Jimenez or, or struck Jose? out. Jose out. Owen ground out. Ahmed double. Framel ground out. Yeah. Just bad baseball. No errors, though. Yeah. Well, you said a good brand of baseball this weekend. Or it, whatever. It was, no it no was. errors this weekend. It, it, I'm just saying it was bad baseball that just not getting it done. Yeah. Just so not, no, I not wish hitting. we were 
still 500, but I've tweeted about it. We've talked about it. We have a Mickey Mouse soft serve schedule coming up. We're going to yeah. play some dumpster fire teams and, and like, for like the next nine series, except for Houston. We're not expecting, we weren't expecting to be good. So let's go ahead and get Yeah, through. but I mean, I'm not going to lie. Let's, it's time to win some games Yeah. Now. It's so. let's get into who's hot, who's not some, some standings and then some, uh, some news and then we'll wrap up, get out of here pretty quick today. So who's hot. We're going to take Jose off. Uh, he was at a 7.5 last week. He was at uh 190 with a 370 OBP 333 uh, slugging a 703 OPS. I uh, kept him on because the OBP was high because no one wanted to pitch to him. But then the last seven games, a 207, uh, Average a 291 OBP, a 414 slugging for 895 OPS. Just it, it's time to take him off. We gotta quit. We gotta quit kidding ourselves. He's he's not doing what he can, but people aren't pitching to him, so he's gonna be back on. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Fran Mill's getting taken off because you can't be lukewarm. Uh, slash 611 last week. Um, with a 632 OBP and 833 slugging for a 1465 OPS, which is fucking killer. Uh, and he was on a six-game hitting streak going into Monday against the White Sox. The last seven games, he slashed in 269 with a 345 OBP, a 423 slugging, and a 768 OPS. Uh, seven, for tw- tw- seven for 26 with a home run, three RBIs, two runs, three walks, and nine strikeouts. He, he Nine strikeouts, man. That's Fucking bad in 26 at bats. Uh, Andres Jimenez stays on uh, at a nine. He had a 990 OPS last week in the last seven games, slashing at 296 with a 345 OBP, a 630 slugging for a 975 OPS, eight for 27 with two homers, six RBIs, four runs, two walks, a stolen base, eight strikeouts, and elite defense, and then just clutch hitting, man. Just can't complain about it. Um, T Max getting put on at an 8.5 last three starts, 19 and a third, uh, averaging just over six and a third per outing. Uh, only five earned runs and 17 strikeouts. Uh, that's a 232 ERA and a 0.82 whip. And god, the kid's slinging and he's a fucking gamer. I just love the the energy he puts out. Um, that just Dude's a dog. Uh, and then Trevor Stefan's getting put on with an 8.5. In the last seven games, he has a 2.35 ERA and a .78 whip uh, across seven and two-thirds and seven appearances. Uh, our high-leverage guy, he has a um, owns a 1.2 ERA with six, a .67 whip and 15 innings pitch across 14 appearances this year. And we just got to give him some fucking credit. Um, and I'm assuming Alex had to go help Taylor or something. So since he doesn't have any commentary, I'm just, Oh, he's back. I am here. No, sorry. Honestly, real talk. We said we'd always keep it honest with him, right? Had to take a piss like a race. <laughs> I just, then I was washing my hands because, you know, hygiene. Cause it's a uh, goddamn yeah. pandemonium out there. True. It's Jose, a panic I at mean, the disco. Yeah. We've been giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's Jose. Are we worried? Absolutely not. He's going to mash. Just can't keep him on at lukewarm. We gave him a couple passes. Um, Fran Meal, still last seven games, 768 OPS over the last week. Uh, But, you know, he's got to do more than that. And again, can't be lukewarm. Andres was at a nine, stays out of nine, like we said. T-Mac, probably a little overdue. Whoops. Um, He's cooking. And then, yeah, Trevor Steffen, 
I mean, just all high leverage, and we just got to give this dude some credit. It's hard to stay on as a reliever if one of our offense guys pop off. Um, He's going to be the first you to know. go. Yeah, he'll probably be the first to go, not because he does anything wrong. It's just that, honestly, yeah. our offense is At this scuffling. point, I think it's going to be a lot harder for Framel to get back on this list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nine strikeouts and 26 at-bats. Not great. Uh, but who's not list? We're taking Ahmed off. He was at a 1.5. Uh, slashed at a 157 at average. 272 OBP, 157 slugging, and a 429 OPS last week. So we kept him on. Excuse me. Whew. He's off this week, though, yeah. baby. I, I got to give him credit. I had a burp. Sorry, I had to get that out. Last seven games, uh, he's slashing 333 with a 355 OBP, a 433 slugging for a 788 OPS. Last seven games, he's gone 10 for 30 with an RBI, four runs, a walk, and only one strikeout, which is pretty fucking good. Did you not want to say anything? Oh, I just, we talked about it earlier, you know? Yeah. I, I just, we couldn't keep him on anymore. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a pool noodle at times, you know, that he was hitting so well, but it evened itself out. I mean, even with all that, he still got a 788 OPS, but we need him to be successful for the team. I'm not going to root against him, um, except for when he makes dumb plays, and I want him off this team, so we need him to play play well. Yep. Uh, Savali, he's going to stay on. He's down to a 1.5 from a 2.25. Uh, continues to struggle, and he just starts off terribly. Then he locks it in as the game goes on. Uh, that was the case in his start against the Twins on Friday, but the end result was just uh, pretty bad, even if Brian Shaw blows it. In his last three starts, he's given up 16 earned runs and 14 and a third, which is pretty atrocious. That's good for a uh, 10.04 ERA and a 1.61 whip, which is pretty dog shit. Yeah, that's real bad. You do not want your stats to look like that, kids. Yeah. Double digits ERA equals bad. And then uh, Miles Straw stays on. He's down to a 1.25 from a 1.5. He's batting a .08 uh, in the last seven games with a 207 uh, OBP, a 120 slugging for a 327 OPS, which is trash. Two for 25 with two runs in RBI, four walks, six strikeouts on a stolen base. So I'm... Uh, Pretty bit, pretty bad. Prior to Saturday night's RBI single in the tenth, he was zero for twenty one. He's just cold as shit right now. Yeah, taking a lot of backwards K's too, which I tweeted out about last night, pissing me off. Take the bat off your shoulder. Yeah. You're not Juan Soto. And you're not going to get like. I'm going to let you say this one because I don't agree with it. Okay, uh, so uh, I said Zach Plesac on at a one point seven five. Uh, we mentioned it last week that he should be on after he gave up four runs and in five innings to the Padres last week. And then he got blown up by the Angels the week before that. So back to back bad starts. And we have a three player maximum and putting straw on was more important, more important last week. But now there's a room and he had another rough start. Um, you know, he, we talked about six and a third innings, a four run ball. Not great. Um, that alone doesn't get him on. He just already should have been. Um, in his last three starts, 14 earned runs and 15 innings of work. Yeah, that'll fucking do it. That's an 8-4 ERA, a 1-6-7 whip, which is dog shit. And we lost two of 
the three of those games and it would have been all three if it weren't for Josh Naylor's out of body experience on Monday night. So yeah, that's a, that's a one seven five. I, I would argue with you about that. That's see, I like that's, that's not good. 14 earned inning. My biggest thing is that 15. he makes competitive pitches. He does, but it doesn't matter when they get fucking crushed. <laughs> 14 earned runs in 15 innings. Yeah. That's, that's going to get you on the who's not. All right. I think I'm being reasonable. All right. Um, and then AL central standings. Uh, I waited, I was just pulling them up because they're not in our notes because we had to wait for Kansas city game to finish since that time. First place, Minnesota 20 and 15, um, five and five in their last 10 white Sox 16 and 17. They're uh, three games behind six and four in their last 10, same record for us, 16 and 17, three games back six and four in our last 10. So same, uh, Kansas City, fourth place, 12 and 20, six and a half games back, four and six in their last 10. Detroit, 12 and 23, know your place trash, eight games back, four and six in their last 10, but they have won three in a row. Um, so, yeah, it's it's anybody's division. Let's just call it what it yeah. is. Like, it is absolutely anybody's division. And I do want to point out that I think it's fucking hilarious that anybody thought that the tigers were like going to suddenly be the number two team or or borderline contender i just i literally never bought in and i'm just laughing really hard 12 and 23 can they turn it around yeah but there's nothing to make us think yeah like they're suddenly gonna uh, be super great guardians news on friday guardians perspective perspective tweeted out that 22 year old prospect tyler freeman just got hit by a pitch in the eighth inning in tonight's game for Columbus, Freeman has been hit by a pitch now eight times over his first 11 games of the season. He leads the team, and he just started playing less than two weeks ago. Listen, if you got a problem, take it up with up. me. I will fucking yeah. kill you. True. True. Isn't that crazy? Eight, eight times, times in 11, 11 games, games, and he leads the – what? Does he crowd and the plate, or do just people not like him? I don't know. I'd have to watch some more AAA to, to see what's going on. Um, um, we can skip the next one. I'm going to talk about the next one just because I like pitching. If you don't mind, yeah, go ahead. So, man. uh, Saturday learned that 22 year old right-handed pitcher Gavin Williams, who is part of the future, like I'm sure you've heard his name before, he's being promoted to Double A Akron for his next start. His numbers with High A Lake County over his first six starts: 30 and a third innings, uh, five earned runs, uh, ten walks. 45 strikeouts in 30 and a third inning. This is a guy we drafted this year. Excuse me? Yeah. 45 strikeouts in 30 and a third. Sir? <laughs> 1.48 ERA. Yeah, that'll that'll get you uh that'll get you called up. Yeah, we uh we we drafted him this year. He's a he's a baller. Yeah, he is a baller. All right, back and to then, you. And then uh Saturday, Guardians Prospector tweeted out that the Cleveland Guardians have hired 33-year-old TJ Rivera for a pitching role or for a coaching role in the organization. Uh, don't know anything about this guy. I don't. This is more just keeping you guys up to date with that news in case you missed it. Yeah. He looks like there's a picture here, a nice graphic that he played on the Mets. Something never. I, I feel like I kind of know his name, but maybe I'm thinking of like Renee Rivera. That's who I'm thinking of. So. TJ Rivera, it doesn't even say what he's going to be in, but I guess welcome to the land yeah. or something in our organization. Uh, and then Saturday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that our uh, the current minor league hitting, hitting streaks, Tyler Freeman and Columbus has nine. Michael Preeze, 
I think that's how you say it. Prize. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Micah Prize. Prize Prize uh, down in Double A in Akron has eight. Oscar Gonzalez in Columbus has seven, and Angel Martinez down in Lake County has four. Tyler Freeman, dog, doing exact. We all like. We're like, oh yeah, whatever, trade him. And then it's like, yeah, this guy's hit tool is like one of the best. And and I was one of those people like, oh yeah, throw him in a trade, whatever. But he's hurt, and it's like he comes back and he's on a nine game hitting streak. Just like guys, daddy's gonna, daddy's gonna do what daddy does as long as his labrum holds up. Um. So yeah, upcoming series preview as we wrap up here. Two games versus the Reds. That'll be Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, two games, and then excuse me, three games versus Detroit, and that's going to be the weekend series. And uh, the starters are announced for Tuesday. Um, it's going to be Overton, who's for the Reds, who's one and zero with a one five nine ERA, versus Zach Plesac, who's one and three with a four six eight ERA. That's a six ten start again at home for us. And then on Wednesday, another 6-10 start. It's going to be Maley, who's 2-4 and four with a 5-8-9 ERA. He's a righty. Versus Cal, Big Daddy Dick Quantrill, uh, obviously a right-handed pitcher, 1-2 and two with a 3-9-3 ERA. Look, anything less than and, a sweep, uh, and I'm disappointed. Yeah, basically. It, these are trash teams. It's time to start piling it on. Reds are 9-26. and 26. They're 6 They and lost a game today 10. while throwing a no-hitter. Yeah. That literally happened. They're six and four in their last 10, but this is very important to say. I think they won like six in a row prior to the day, and they were literally like two and 20. I think it, they were bad prior to this week. They are a dumpster fire. Some, you need dude, to sweep them. some dude tweeted out that he was going to climb up to one of the, the Silverados that they have on their scoreboard and take a dump in the bed of the truck. <laughs> so bad they I are. I remember that. <laughs> something, something to watch. Um, so yeah, I mean, it looks like pretty favorable pitching matchups, a young kid with a good ERA, and then it looks like more of a veteran. I'm not familiar with the Reds staff, but not good this year and a tough ERA versus some bounce you know, back games. Hopefully, go, go, get yeah, some good slump busters from people. Slump yeah, buster for, for Fran Mill. Get, let yeah, please get a pitching. good outing again. Start it. Yeah. Starters get, get back on track versus a bad beat. Bad Jose teams. get That's a couple more do. fucking shots out. Of, you know what I mean? We're back yeah, at home, back baby. Yeah, back at home. Um, the Guardians come into that, obviously, 16 and 17, 5 and 5 in our last 10, so just playing 500 ball. Um, and then again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, too early to tell um, any starters. A uh, 7-10 start on Friday versus the Tigers, 6-10 on Saturday, 1.40 p.m. on Sunday for the uh, series finale. And Tigers, 12 and 23 as of today. Uh, their game, they already uh, won. They beat the Orioles. And four and six in their last ten. Listen, we've historically beaten the crap out of them. They're not living up to what the crazy expectations we talked about. Beat the shit out of them. Two at three minimum. Time to start stacking on and get get a couple games above 500. So that's the series preview. Yeah, man. So you got anything else? Yeah. So we said it was going to be a little bit shorter. It still ran long, but we had a lot of hot takes on this one, a lot of discussion. So I think that part's if we keep the the discussion bits good, I think we'll be fine. Just just yeah, hey, trim up some we'll of the about fat. One fifty. That's still about fifteen twenty minutes less. We were starting to run really long there. Yeah. So yeah, we had some deep stuff. I mean, Josh. Yeah, we're trimming up that, some so. fat, baby. We're trimming up. Stick some fat. with us, Listen hey you guys. Hey, Papa's gonna put you on his shoulders and carry you through the ride. I got you. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so we'll wrap up there. I do want a spoiler hint, kind of tease the fans a little bit. Got a pretty cool guest coming 
next on Monday. So we're going to record on Monday uh, for next episode. Got something pretty cool. We've been we've been cooking in the lab for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be something different. I'm excited. Yeah. So it's it's been on the schedule. So. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcast. Never miss an episode. Please consider leaving a review. It really, really helps us out. Seriously. If you do anything, please leave us a review. Let us know you're enjoying the content. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. Say it every time. Twitter is half the show, maybe 75% of it. Super, uh, you know, super involved and active on there. And we're going to be back next Monday hey, to give you a breakdown. go ahead and give your boy a follow on Twitter. PWAGS51004. Do it. Give your boy a follow. You know what? Do it. We we got we have the 216 Baseball Pod Twitter account to over 1,000 followers. Over 1,100. Yeah, over 1,100. Go ahead and everyone that follows us, go follow me. True. Let's go. So we'll be back on Monday. Give you a breakdown on the Reds and Tigers series. Thanks for listening. Guards, Guards up, baby. Guards up, baby. Let's go.